Hello and welcome to In The Back Pocket, Georgie Parker here I'm joined by outstanding and upstanding individual. That's Nathan right Georgie, Brown. thank you very much for being here. That's it and my favourite colleague Brendan Goddard. Ooh, stinger. And the reason why I'm saying that is because Brownie, during the week I've seen something that yeah. is actually quite hurtful, not just to me but the other up to 1,000 members here at Sportsbet. And that's an article saying that your favourite job of the week is the Channel 9 footy show. On a Sunday. Sunday oh, yeah. morning Sunday is, morning the, most is fun. the most fun I have at work for yet. Yeah. What's the problem there? Well, I'm just confused seeing yeah. as this is... Oh, so you thought this was more fun than my Sunday mornings? Absolutely it? Oh, it is. Giving punters some winners. The boys, the boys club, George, yeah. you know. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I disappointed you, but yeah. <laughs> this isn't my most fun what, part what, of the what week. What did they even quote that for you? What, what was that in? Uh, in the Herald Sun. Um, around the what was it about? Oh, around in, the hosting. Bit of uh, show, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no I, don't, I don't think... Well, no. he's not around. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in you and I'm lucky that I've got uh, Brendan number one. joining us. Yeah. Number one Thanks over here. Though, he might not be able to punt, but he's <laughs> here for a nice time. Brownie, what you are good for is not being a colleague, but value hunters. Well, there's not a lot of value hunters around. Uh, as you know, I love the 25-plus disposal mm. market and the 20. And this started uh, with full-page graphics mm. all the way down. But as we have a look now, there's not a lot left. I mean, the 20-plus, I could only find five. At the start of the season, this was at least 10 to 12 players. Uh, but James Jordan, obviously, there's some value around there. I don't like backing Ruckman, but I thought the trend is your friend there with uh, Nan Curvis. And also Luke Ryan gets a lot of the football. 25-plus is where it made my name. You know that. So Jack Crisp is value. Daniel Rich had one down week. And there's players other than Petrarca and also uh, Oliver getting disposed at the moment. Um, and Dion Presti, you got that 25th with a kick after the siren a couple of weeks ago. So, that, and two-plus goals. Bailey Fritch, he's had a nice four weeks. Has had the greatest year, Bailey Fritch, but continues to kick goals. And the one I'm after this week is Oliver Henry. I love the fact that he wants the ball in his hands at crucial times in the game. So for me, Oliver Henry, I'll be backing him for two plus goals again this week against the Demons. It's always the way that I bet into Jack Crisp, the time he gets 24 disposal, it's always the way, isn't it? Yep, uh, you take the good with the bad. Oh, yeah, like suck it up. What about him saying it's where I've made my name? Oh, he's an absolute idiot. Self-proclaimed. <laughs> 25 plus. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's where I've made my name. I, you are something special, Nathan <laughs> Thank Brown. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Richmond and Port Adelaide, though, Thursday night footy. It is back in Richmond. Well, both of these two teams, I'm excited for this one because they're both playing for that eight spot, aren't they? Well, they are, and Richmond are a game clear of Port Adelaide at the moment. Look, they play so well at the MCG. They love the width at the MCG. Charlie Dixon being back, so they've got a pretty good forward line at the moment. But no Tom Lynch still. No Tom Lynch. So everything goes through Jack Rewalt, and everything went through Jack Rewalt in the second half of the SCG, and it caused some issues. But I think with the width of the MCG, they're going to find avenues to goal. Shea Bolton had a down week last week, but expect him to be kicking goals as well. So I think Richmond win this game. Not comfortably. At some, to at some time, Port is going to look the winner, but I think the greasy, wet conditions will suit Richmond. Richmond won to 39. What are your thoughts, BJ? Uh, I think it's a bit of a flip of the coin, yeah. Lynch still hurt them. Um, the defence of Port Adelaide's uh, been struggling a little bit, but so take out Tom Lynch, they're a lot more comfortable. So the, the, the matchups um, with Cleary, um, Jonas, and then you throw a Lear, Lear, so his ability then to, to potentially play on the high half forward and then play that drop off intercept mark. Uh, in the last few weeks, he's been forced to actually play on a key forward and, and struggled a little bit. So um, that's where I think maybe Shy 
Bolton comes into it. So Jack gets a match-up. Uh, they've got a number of guys that can play through him. So if Jack gets on top of those guys on his stage, they can switch it around. But for mine, it's Bolton. So the ground, ball being on the ground, um, and we know the impact he has. He's playing $1.68 for two-plus goals. So I think he may... Because when I do look at them, the Port Adelaide matchups in the back line for Bolton, yeah, it's hard to look across competition for a good one against him, but I think that that's an area yeah. where they can really exploit. It's been cold and wet all week in Melbourne. It's been cold and wet for two weeks. So there's two players that I love their ball handling ability, and one of them is Dion Prestia. Said he had his 25 disposals late against Sydney. The other one is Travis Boak. I expect them both to be getting 25 disposals. Travis Boak averages 27.6 a game this year, and when I look at the value around him, he's a good price to get 25 again, so I'm going to back both those guys. Dion Prestia late in the match, literally after the siren. Literally up on the side. That's yeah. one of Brownie's best, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's it. Um, Essendon and Carlton. And, well, both of you two, are, you think that Essendon might be able to get the win here. Harry McKay, he may play, he may not play. That will be a huge in for Carlton. But you think Essendon could be a sneaky chance for some value? Before I started to hear the rumours that Harry McKay was going to be playing, it makes it hard for the Bombers now. Uh, Michael Voss has confirmed that Harry McKay is going to be back into this side. But I just think it's a danger game for the Blues without Jacob Wietering because he is the rock, similar to Stephen May. You take him out and all of a sudden it just creates a big hole that I don't think Carlton have got the defenders to fill at the moment. Same as the Bulldogs when they lose Alex Keith. They don't. Hey? It's young that will get young, the job on too um, Peter. You've got also Lockie Plowman down there. So I'm not sure they can hold Peter right. He's not in great form, but he's had a good year. His last two weeks have been poor, but I expect him to bounce back. So without weedering, they do lose something. Um, it's whether, do they just kick a big enough score and dominate through the midfield? And one of those players is Matthew Kennedy. Um, Matthew Kennedy, 25-plus disposal. This is his season. Started with a bang. And then in the mid part of the year, was going well. Then he had 21 against Sydney, but... Then he missed a game. And what I like about players is when they've missed a game and they've had a bye, all of a sudden they get that, like a, like a good racehorse, they come back refreshed. Remember a few weeks ago, um, Tom Mitchell was out of that side, came back in, had 36 disposals. Similar sort of vein here. I expect Matthew Kennedy to get 25-plus disposals. And you're very much on Peter Wright as well, though. You yeah, big that... two-metre Peter. He has to get a kick this week. I mean, the, the conditions, whether it rains or not, aren't going to suit him anyway in this game. But I just think with how big he is, with how much footy Essendon should get in the, uh, inside forward 50, their, their last three quarters against Port Adelaide last week or the week before were really good. So they come into it with pretty good form, even though they lost the game. But he, he's going to get a look at it. So I think that he has to bounce back. What, what do you think with Essendon, though? Uh, I think they're a sneaky chance, but my issue is that now with uh, Mackay coming back in is that I don't think they're going to kick a bigger score than them. Yeah. Obviously, they need to in the win, but if they allow it to be 95 to 100, Essendon are going to focus on keeping the opposition any week under 80 points. And against Carlton, I don't, I don't think that's feasible. When you, yep. when you put Kerno in there, put now Mackay back into the team, they just don't have the firepower to, to play a game where they can potentially win a game by kicking more than 100 points. Mm. So, And then when you throw Matty Cripps down there as a now a third option or a third tall, even a fourth, he gets a fourth defender at Essen. Their depth isn't great in their, de their defence, in their back half. So there's, there's plenty of options. I just don't think Essen can kick enough, a big enough score, to be so honest. So each week we have a bet with Mates Kitty. We started off a 1,000. We got up to about three and a half, and BJ blew it on a couple of occasions. Of so we try and get 20% on our money every week. I got it up last week. So the bet with Mates Kitty, so you can start a group, share the moment, um, and you can build an AFL multi together, obviously. It's one of the mm. great products we offer here at Sportsbet. But... 
the bet we've made, Kitty, is with you this weekend. Yes, and you've just heard me say that, you know, it's a danger game for the Blues and surely you're not going to put everything on the Blues. I am putting everything on the Blues, but I'm picking my own line for plus seven and a half Ooh. points, for the wins. which gives it to, gets it to $1.20. Right. Um, so they start with so a seven and a point. that means the Bombers can win by one to seven, yes? Yes, correct. So yeah. they get a, Carlton get a seven-point head start. I think the conditions, it's going to be wet. I was tossing up one to 39 for Carlton, but a little bit too much. I want to keep it nice and safe, not like <laughs> you. Um, I just think the conditions, it's going to be yeah. close. Um, I just think that if Carlton are the real deal, they need to win this one. So I'm relying on, on Carlton. So Carlton are my bet with mates, Kitty. So I like the buffer, though. Smart punting, George. Something Thank that BJ you. hasn't used, the buffer. <laughs> uh, first game on Saturday, though, Fremantle and Hawthorne. And, well, Fremantle, they've won the last two games. They've beaten the top two sides. So they're putting their hand up for a real contender. But Hawthorne, I think this is a really danger game for Fremantle. Well, they had two poor games, Fremantle. Really poor games. And then they've come back and they've beaten the two best mm. sides in at Melbourne and also Brisbane. So you've got to ask yourself now, is, That's are condition. Fremantle so. the number one and two side? Or they are they the number two side now taking over Brisbane? I, I have to say yes. Defensively, they're outstanding. And what I've liked about Fremantle, uh, BJ, is they've got surge football now. Where we, Last year we sat here mentality. and we thought, how does Melbourne kick a winning score in finals? And all of a sudden they went to another level and they kicked five, six, seven goals in a row at times. Richmond before that in their three premierships, they were a surge side. All of a sudden you blinked that they'd put three, four, five goals in a row. Mm. Fremantle did it against Melbourne and they did it against Brisbane. Half-time was pretty even. Fremantle come out and they blow them away. So they've now got the arsenal to do that. Rory Lobb is part of that. Rory Lobb can kick goals. And as you see right here, his last two weeks, he's kicked three in both of those games. But where I'm heavy and where I'm into this week, sides aren't out yet, but all Things are pointing towards Nat Five playing He's this back. weekend. Because of the algorithm. And he'll have to play forward. He has to play forward. He said not that long ago at the start of the year that the, uh, and there's his prices there. 240 for two, six bucks is big for three plus goals for a player of his ability. Four is 18. Did now, struggle last year though, kicking the ball straight? He <laughs> didn't always play forward last year. So if he's predominantly forward, I think he's such a big presence. He can mark the footy like he's a six foot five beast. He's almost he's six foot five. He's a, he's, a, he's a massive human being. But I just think the price you've got at the moment, because he will play forward, at the start of the year he said, the forward experiment's over. I'm going to play midfield. Now I reckon he's humbled himself a little bit because he said, well, I need to now fit into this side that is second on the ladder. It's not them fitting around me. It's me fitting into this side. And that is forward. And I think you've got an opportunity in this first week against a side that struggles to defend in Hawthorne that nat five, minimum two goals. And look, if he kicked five and come back and had a big gun, 61 bucks. I mean, I'm going to back him at two, three, four and five. I'm only going to have a small little snifter on five. If he five, he'd need to have ten shots at goal. Well, I told you last week uh, uh, that George Jeremy Cameron alluded. was massive. I told you Jeremy Cameron. But, but Jezza can have six shots on goal yep. and kick six. Yeah. Nate Fife is not going back and kicking five straight, let's be honest, he regardless of where he marks it. No, Top of the square, not maybe. not the best kick at goal, so I understand saying, that. For him to kick five, you'd have to have ten shots on goal. Well, back him in for three at six bucks then. Well, Tappen is still Two and three. So it is, he is one of the big targets in the forward yeah. line. Yeah, uh, but that... So then when you look at it from Hawthorne's side, it's like if... Fife will predominantly play forward. Who's our matchup? They're going to have to play a really good player on him. So yeah. is it Sicily? Is it Frost? 
uh, Hardigan played uh, last week. So he demands a good defender. So then do you look at other avenues? So is it Lobb that may bob up and kick four? You've yeah. highlighted him, but is it someone else that was Banfield last week? But I, I like the fact you said before, surge mentality, but it was impressive what Fremantle had done because it's, it's simple football. It was like, it was win the clearance, get it down. They're winning one-on-ones. They're really competitive in the front half. Their smalls get to work. Like I said a number of weeks ago, don't overcomplicate it. <clears throat> Excuse me, and they're not. And that, that, that's hard to prepare for. You can't prepare for that as an opposition, right? Just players that yep. win one-on-ones, they're relentless with their work without the ball. You can't control that. So that's that's the most impressive thing about Fremantle. Is Frederick being out going to be a big... Because he's somebody who creates that energy in the forward 50. Uh, he's a very good player, but they've got so many of those players who are fast, who are fleet of foot in the forward end, and then you... Obviously, he... he him being out is an easy inclusion for Nat 5. Obviously, the teams aren't out, but I think that'll happen now. BJ, James Sicily, you mentioned him. He's had 20... <laughs> Your man. Disposals every game this year. Do you know what that means? Multi-anchor. He's a multi-anchor. You have to have him. Well, I have to have him. Not everybody. You don't have to do what I do. But Too short. I <laughs> will have him Too in short my multi-anchor. Hey? What does he want out? Uh, he's what, He's about a... It's a dollar thirty. I'm pretty sure yeah. around that. So under your dollar... Dollar twenty-nine, I'm being told. Yeah. Um, so you have to go into the same mm. game, Moldy's. James Sicily. He's the anchor. He's your anchor. Mm. Well, it is break time. We'll, see, we'll see the Saturday night games coming up just after this. Okay. Tim English, he is the value right there. You know that I love the 25 plus. And here's the value hunters for goal scoring market. Tom Hawkins, he'll get Alex Keith. They don't match up well on Jeremy Cameron. So he, he, he looms large in this game. So they're a high possession team and they're a high goal scoring side, as we know. And it's all going on Gold Coast into a multi with Adelaide. And the, and the value's always been with Petrarca. I think minimum 25. At least with Collingwood, you know what you're going to get. You're not going to get blown away. I'm expecting a big game back from Brayshaw. I think Brayshaw's due for a 30 plus game. Jeremy Cameron to kick two, been very keen on him. I think he can kick three or four, but two. Adelaide to win by more than 25, and Tim Kelly continue his good form and get 25 plus disposal. Cool. Well, my $100 play, I've gone Adam Trelaw, 25 plus, Marcus Bontempelli, any time goal, and Jeremy Cameron, a couple of goals. I agree with you. And $50 on Hawks and Pies, total points under, and Crows and West Coast, total points under. Nice. Week. A lot Good of ticks. Of well done. You did really well last week. Oh, I You're really right on, did. I really did. Thank you, I darling. I, I didn't make that segment at the end there again. <laughs> Strange. I'm not sure you've got to think <laughs> of one of your yeah, $100 plays yet. Um, we'll get you into the green eventually. Brisbane and St Kilda, and this one I'm looking forward to as well. Both of you think that St Kilda are a really mm -hmm. good value bet. It's a danger game for Brisbane. I know they play so well at the Gabba, but St Kilda have got a really good record against Brisbane. Um, they've given up 96, 99, 117 in the last three weeks, the Brisbane Lions, and I just feel like St Kilda are one of those sides that can score quickly. That? We saw... Well, they're, they're all out of attack at the moment. Um, they had eight goals kicked on them against the Giants in the first quarter. Then Hawthorne scored nine of 11 inside 50s in the last quarter to beat them. And then we saw last week how they got scored against very heavily in that third quarter. So they're allowing run-ons, and St Kilda can be a run-on club. It's their efficiency against them. So when you look at the stats, and I touched on or I looked at it for the last month, Brisbane in most areas, in, in key areas too, contested possessions, possessions, uncontested, are actually winning 
during games and most of those games over the last month. So then you look for then it's it's the efficiency from the opposition. So then you say, why are they being efficient? So it's the team defence from Brisbane. So allowing the opposition and it's possessions per goal. So the teams that are playing Brisbane last month actually don't need a lot of possessions to score goals. So their mm. efficiency going forward. So that they're flaky defensively, not team defence-wise and in their back half. So when you've got Harris Andrews, who's been a great servant um, the last couple of years, Gardner, um, some other Adams down there, more of an inset market, but they're, they're allowing goals and the efficiency from opposition is the concerning thing for, for Fagan and Brisbane at the minute. Well, they do play exciting footy, but, well, this is your favourite segment, Nate's Brownlow Tracker. Mm. You, you didn't win one, so we want to talk about it, but... No, but it is tight. Meal. It is tight at the top. As you see, Paddy Cripp's got a way to a flyer. I haven't got him voting the last four. Brayshaw had 39 or something last week, had a massive game, so clearly gets three. Petrarca, Lockie Neal is there, Clayton Oliver. So any one of those top five, it is tight. Callum Mills, obviously, will be in there. So there are some big names at the top. It is as tight a Brownlow year as I can remember. Paddy Cripps, having not voted for the last four weeks, has brought him back to the field. So that's the Brownlow tracker this year. So Lockie Neal in this game, big opportunity. Mm. He's uh, he, he for the Brownlow. I think he's second on the line of betting at the moment. You can see right there, $3.50. It's very tight. I like Who Lockie Neal. putting it on? Well, at this point, I think... Lockie Neal, just because he is going to get a lot of the ball. Brisbane will win a lot of games. Um, Petrarca and Oliver fight each other. Max Gorn would have got the three mm. um, if they did vote last week, even though they lost that game. I still think Gorn got the three votes. So Who's taking votes off? And Paddy Cripps has just slowed down a little bit. So um, Sam Walsh has started to take votes off him. Sam Walsh started slowly at the start of the year. And then Kurnow and, obviously, Harry Mackay uh, have been taking votes off him as well. And who's taking votes off Brayshaw for Fremantle? I don't think anybody. I so mean, is he Brody, someone that could be a little Will Brody might, but I mean, if they both get thirty, I still think Brayshaw. the umpires go for Brayshaw because he's a, a bigger name. Always a flavour of the um, month or the year. Tabner, he's kicked a seven this year. Would have got the three votes. Um, who else? I mean, they're so, they're so even. They're so even for him, yeah. And this is what happens with sides, particularly like when Matty Prittis won it. So they had a lot of big midfielders. West Coast, uh, they won so many games. Matty Prittis every week got thirty. No one. Noticed him, but the He'll umpires at the end of the game, they'll look at the stats and they go, Matty Prittis had 30. Matty Pr why wouldn't we vote for him? So Brayshaw gets 29. Nobody else stands out. Low scoring at Fremantle, low scoring. So they're not kicking big scores. They're not uh, having to kick seven one game. But outside that, can you remember a Fremantle player kicking a five or a six? So you're not no. giving him to goal kickers. So nobody's taking votes off him. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so I tend to agree. The argument can be made for both Neil and Brayshaw, is it? Because, like my thinking when I picked the eighty-one dollar winner, yeah, he's going uh, all at once. That no, no, no one, no one could steal the votes off him. Yeah. Essentially, and they're going to win enough games. Yes, it was Boak, but Boak's in the twilight of his career. But I, th I think you're under a good thing there, Brown with Brayshaw and Neil. Yeah, I like looking at the futures there. North Melbourne and GWS. We'll run through this one quickly because we've got the Queen's birthday one coming up after this. But well, GWS, you expect will win this game, but North. Are Trend is your friend. Trend is your friend, BJ. Last eight games, 40-plus North Melbourne yep. lost by. And the way Mark McVeigh's got them playing, they're scoring heavily. Yep. So I don't see that trend can, uh, changing because um, a big score. A big score they'll kick against North Melbourne because they cannot defend. Josh Kelly's the other one. His last seven weeks only dipped below 30 disposals twice, so expect him to get 30-plus again because North Melbourne don't put any pressure on any ball carriers. So, I mean, if you want a, a simple same-game mouldy, it is North Melbourne uh, GWS 40-plus into Josh Kelly 30-plus. 
Simple same game, multi. Well, the big game of the round, it's the Monday clash between Collingwood and Melbourne. It is the big freeze MND. You can fight mnd.org.au. It's a huge match, obviously, every every Monday match. You see you guys having your beanie on, so please purchase yours if you can. Want to fight this beast and join in this army. But we'll get inside the coach's box for this one. Either Collingwood or Melbourne. Well, Collingwood are knocking off teams. Melbourne have lost a couple. Their best defender and their playmaker isn't playing. Are they good enough? Well, yeah. So Without I just thought it? about building a case for Collingwood to beat Melbourne. So, yeah. yeah, they're shaky on field in terms of losing two in a row. And it's their first loss in, in 17 games when you trace it back to uh, the Premiership year last year. So, And Collingwood, after performing really well, are finding some consistency. We've seen them travel to, to Perth, get a win uh, last week, obviously. So, And then with everything else going on with Melbourne, it started last week with the, the text message scandal and the leaking of that mm. rolls into a loss. Then Froffies. comes, then Froffy's May and, and a good mate of mine, Jakey Melscombe, then then get in a biff. And so it's like, if you're if Collingwood are ever going to get Melbourne, and they're vulnerable, they've it's it's this week. And coming into a, they could come Melbourne. They are could come into a bye having lost three in a trap on the trot. Then suddenly they haven't won a match for a month, Brownie. Yeah, uh, I still think. Melbourne are going to circle the wagons here and get the job done. I love the fact that Max Gorn came out and said he was embarrassed. He was embarrassed as a leader because it happened on his watch. And the biggest thing that Stephen May want to do is be out there, but he can't be. So all of a sudden, they'll be having honest conversations with themselves and just fine-tuning what they're doing at the moment. I expect Melbourne to be at their nastiest best this week because the world is watching them on the Monday, everybody. And what has happened this week, everybody, uh, I think that they will be playing nasty football this week. I I tend to agree, but it's whether it's sustainable because you know being a part of a footy club how mentally tough and draining it is in a a normal circumstance. But when you've got so much going on, it's just whether whether they can sustain it and get themselves up. Yes, they're, you know, they are the best team in the competition and have been, so they've got that in their favour. But then you throw in, so I didn't touch on uh, during the game and, and how Collingwood will win, but when you have no McDonald, now no May, and we know how important May has been and how vulnerable they were without him the other week, then you've got Ben Brown as, a, as their key forward who's struggling, legitimately struggling for form. So then you look to Bailey Frisch and potentially Pickett. So where are their goals coming from? So it's... The, there's just so many things that are working against Melbourne, so that's why I then can build a case around Collingwood actually getting the four points this week. Well, that'll... Oliver Henry, they've had some young forwards getting yep. Innovan and Henry, the two that are really standing out for Collingwood. Yeah, value for me. Two-plus goals, Oliver Henry. What I like about this kid is he wants the ball in his hands, particularly in late-in games, and he's done it a couple of times now. He was brilliant late last week, mm. and I think he is... Um, He's going to become a wonderful footballer. Uh, he missed a few goals at the start of the year. There's one game where he kicked, I think, one goal, four or something like that. He got dropped after that game and became the medical sub, came back on against Fremantle and did the job. So that shows me that he's got really good character. Got dropped to the Medi sub, was embarrassed that he missed goals the week before, come out and kick four against Fremantle. So I like him. Dacos, the same thing. Young players are coming Young players through. go up and down. Young players go up and down. Dacos, as you see right here, had some big games, but then he's had some pretty poor games where he's dropped down. I mean, 19 isn't a poor game, but when you play half back, it is a poor game. When you, got, you drop you down 20 plus disposable round 11 to 16, <laughs> you do drop. Uh, but last week, bounced back. And I expect him to have another good game this week. And Lipinski's the other one who's been getting a lot of football as well.
Barney Brayshaw, Langdon Gorn. What are you talking about them? Well, we are talking about those guys. Uh, there's a lot of players that get uh, uh, ball at Melbourne in the terms of Petrarca and also Oliver. But these are the guys now where you're going to be looking at value. Viney has had uh, plus 25 the last three weeks. So he's valued at $1.85. Brayshaw gets a lot at half back, so they're going to expect him to step up with no Stephen May again. And Max Gorn has been above 20 regularly this year. 28 last week, and I just think he's a big price. Max Gorn, he's going to have a big game because he's the leader of the footy club. I like James Jordan there, to be honest. You touched on, I think, as in one of your value mm. hunting uh, columns, but when he's the role he's playing now is ex exposed to getting more possessions. Yep. He's still at a good price there in both 20, 25 and 30 plus. Who's your tip for best on? Best on? Jeez. You've the, the Neil Danaher trophy. Uh, I still feel Collingwood can win, but Melbourne, Melbourne, I think will win. So when you when you throw that in the equation, it's generally from the winning team, right? So you have got Christian Petrarca, Clayton Oliver, Max Gorn, the three obvious ones. Yep. So then Christian Petrarca, Clayton Oliver, do you look outside of those guys that won the Bob? I don't think you can. So I think you, you have to look at those one of those top three. Them. And I think Max Gorn on his, his game last week was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Like, He's played some really good ones, but that may be one of his best ones. So I'll look to go to Max Gorn. Which Collingwood is do against... win. Pendlebury playing more midfield at the moment. Yeah, but then against a young young Ruckman, uh, doesn't have Grundy, obviously. So it's an opportunity for Max Gorn to really stamp his authority again as the best Ruckman in the competition. Oliver for me. Oliver for you. Max Gorn for me. But fightmnd.org.au, you can grab your beanie, you can donate. Want to fight this beast? Beanie on, fight on. So we'll get to our best bets on the other end. Welcome back to In The Back Pocket. We've got our $100 plays. And last week, I was very happy. I had a brilliant round last week, if I do say myself. So let's have a look at our thing. And, you know, I've caught you back a little bit there, Brownie, because you didn't get any of yours up. But a lot of green ticks for me there, Nathan. That's a lot of green ticks. Well done, Georgie. you got to sing when you're winning. That's what Robbie Williams always said. And made a great album because of it. But uh, Tim Kelly, 24 disposals. Disappointing. He had nine in at half time oh, and only got there. You lost one. But you got up on yeah. Presti last week, so it all evens out. Yeah, it does. Someone's, got to, bring up, someone's got to bring up the tail. Aaron, how, do you, how, how did Aaron Norton not kick two goals? Let's be honest. Yeah. The only man that should have and could have on that yeah. ground. And yeah, the coning was too good. You should have seen good. that coming. Yeah, team defence, I was at that game. He yeah. had a couple of opportunities. He did. He, he, he had three players around him every That's time it. he went yes, forward. Yes, they did very well. Well, Nathan, why don't you go through your $100 play for us? $100 play, Nat Fife. He's back, hopefully. We mm -hmm. do this before the teams come out. But $50 on him to kick two-plus goals. So I'm pretty confident on that one. Three and four-plus goals is massive prices. But Natty <laughs> Fife to kick two. And then, uh, just head-to-head, -head, there's a couple of games. Fremantle, I think, win. GWS beat North Melbourne. And then Matthew Kennedy, 20-plus, and Christian Petrarca, 20 plus on Monday. There you go. There's a couple of winners there. BJ, you've got uh, one on one, haven't you, today? Just one. Just a simple. Saints, Saints to win. So paying $3.00 and nine. But That's the confident punting. It is. And I need a big win just to, as you saw there, um, to get back in the green. So, but my point is, when you, when you look at it um, holistically, that Brisbane travelled to Perth last week. You, we know how tough it is travelling to Perth to get the win and then travelling back for a team like Brisbane. But they've actually travelled three out of the last four weeks, yeah. gone on the road. And that's quite... Uh, taxing. Taxing on the body, as you know. You guys mentally. would definitely know as Victorian based Yeah, yeah only travelling five <laughs> times a year. But uh, it, it, it's tough. So, And then when you look at their football and their vulnerable scores from stoppages, St Kilda have been a good stoppage team with, with Ryder and Marshall in there and Crouch in good form, Gresham. So their ability to score from stoppages is high. 
and then their efficiency from the other team we talked about, the, the possessions per goal. The teams playing against Brisbane last month, last month don't need to touch a footy a lot to actually score. So I reckon they're really vulnerable. So I reckon Saints coming off a bye as well, don't forget that. They're re regenerised, they're freshed, they're ready to go. Mm -hmm. So, um, And I've written them off before about the maturity of the team and this will show me the maturity of the team yeah. if they're able to actually go there and get yep. the win against Brisbane. Nice. And the whole $100 in it. Well, I've gone $50 on Carlton, 1-39. to 39. I just think the wet weather is going to make Carlton. It's going to be a close match, I think, there against Essendon. I think they hopefully pull their finger out. But 1-39 to 39 for Carlton, $25 same game multi. Charlie Cameron for three or more goals and Lockie Neal for 25. Charlie Cameron just plays so well at the Gabba. And Lockie Neal obviously back in good form. And $25 on the Queen's birthday match. Jack Ginevan, two or more goals. Taylor Adams, 20-plus. And Nick Dacos, 20-plus as well. So that is my $100 play. Don't forget, fightmnd.org.au. You can donate, you can buy a beanie like these guys have on here as well. So... Make sure you can, if you can, for such a worthy cause. Neil Danaher, obviously, an absolute superstar, doing everything he can for this awful disease. So fightmnd.org.au. Punters, if you're having punt this weekend, please make sure you do it gamble responsibly.